What a powerful name. Let me tell you how powerful his name is. Does anybody believe in the power of the name of Jesus this morning? Ah. I said, does anybody believe that he's a healer? That he sets us free? That he delivers us from sin? Sister, Sister Brown, I heard you guys have a praise report over there. I heard that Henry Brown Jr. has been declared cancer-free by the name and the blood of Jesus. That's what I heard. I think I hear the name that's above every name. I think I hear the voice of the angels cry. have an illness in your body that you have been hopeless about if you have something in your life right now I want you to lift your hand and I want you to declare victory in your life if God can touch Henry he can touch you and today right now by the blood in the name of Jesus I declare victory over cancer by the blood not by my name but by the name that's above every name in the name of Jesus we Lord ask that you take dominion and power we pray in the name of Jesus that you set free every individual, every person that's under the sound of my voice. If you're at home and you need healing today, come on, let God touch you today. Let God minister to you today. Someone say in Jesus' name. I said someone needs to say in Jesus' name. (laughs) In Jesus' name. By the blood of the name that's above every name. By that promise of the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. But I am an overcomer in Christ. I am covered by the name of Jesus. By the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
we celebrate with Brother and Sister Brown and Henry today. But let me tell you something. I said we celebrate with Brother Brown and Sister Brown and Henry today. Mama, don't stop praying. <laughs> Ah, because you see, we're waiting on that last word from the Lord. If you're here today and you are needing to hear, you're here in the right place because God wants to speak to you today. He wants to strengthen your spirit, strengthen, lift you up on this Palm Sunday, this beginning of Holy Week. And everybody say in Jesus' name. Ah, uh, wow. Worship team, you guys. God is using you in such mighty, mighty ways. Hallelujah. Mm. I feel God's presence in this room right now. Can you just lift your hands and wait upon the Lord for just a second? The Lord is, he's near to you right now. He wants to speak to you. Come on, focus on him right now. Don't focus on your neighbor, but I want you to see him today. I want you to see his glory, his face. I want you to see what he wants to speak into your life today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can you say this with me? Lord, I praise you today. Lord, I lift you up. Jesus, you are worthy of my praise. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening today, Father. Father, we ask in your name, Jesus, to minister to every heart and every soul in the name that's above every name. And let the congregation say, in Jesus' name. And let all God's children say, in Jesus' name. I want to, uh, this, we began this Holy Week, we have, as Brother Stefan uh, already mentioned to us there are so many things that we're we're doing our children's ministry of course sister courtney and all of her team they're doing such an amazing job there is an easter egg hunt this coming saturday we pray that you will bring not only your children but bring some guests bring some neighbors with you as we want to uh, show them a good time here at god's house safe in an area of, of they're going to have all kinds of activities planned be here at two o'clock now be on time or your kids are going to miss out because we hold the kids back before the easter egg hunt and they're like wild horses when they get let go so if you're online today and you want to join us please join us at two o'clock be here on time we don't want your children to be disappointed. After service today, we're going to have some pictures being taken out in the foyer. It's going to be a great time in God. I am so excited about what God is doing in this hour. I believe that God is in this house and know that his presence is with us. Come on, someone say in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. How many of you love Pastor Ben and Pastor Trinity? They're doing... A wonderful job. I want you to pray. Brother Ben is adding to his quiver this week. He is, uh, they're having their child this week on Friday. So how many are going to keep Sister Trinity in prayer on Friday? Amen. We love them. Support them. Pray for Brother Ben as he has to play goalie uh, with the other three kids. So... Um, I was talking to him on the phone the other day, and uh, I think it was, uh, who was it, Sequoia? That was, uh, yeah, she was so upset because he had taken 
her mom's coffee cup away from her and uh, we had a hard time talking after that um, it was <laughs> it was a traumatic thing she was playing with a coffee cup but uh, pray for him in Jesus name pray for sister Trinity they're gonna uh, welcome this child and I'm so excited about this baby girl that's coming today we're going to focus in on a message that I believe the Lord has sent for all of us I believe with all my heart that he wants to speak to us and I believe today that you are here for a reason. You didn't show up because you had nothing else to do. You purposed to be in God's house today. You purposed to be here because he wants to speak to you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I want to read to you, first of all, in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 8. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Corinth. And he says these words as he is talking about his life and all the trials that he had been through while being in Asia Minor. In all the places that he had went, there was trials and tripping, people that spoke against them. They were, they were jailed. There was all kinds of things that were happening in Paul's life. And this is what he tells the Corinthians as he is ministering to them. He says, Paul, we, pre we are pressed on what? Every side. Come on, let's read that again. You ready? We are pressed on what? Every side. Can I get the church to shout amen? amen. Can I get somebody to say, yes, me too, Lord? <laughs> By troubles. <laughs> but we are what? Not crushed. I love Paul. He's telling the truth, but he's also telling a, a greater truth. I may be pressed, but I'm not crushed. He says we are perplexed. But we do not, what? Give up. He says, I'm not going to quit. I'm perplexed. I have troubles. I'm being pressured. But I'm not broken. I'm not crushed. Why am I not broken? Because I have a God that never abandons us. I have a message for somebody today that God is never going to abandon you. No matter what you're going through, that God is going to go before you if you will honor him in your life. Paul is trying to let us see that he was hunted down, but God never abandoned. He was perplexed. He was troubled on every side, but God never abandoned them. We get knocked down, but he says what? But we what? Come on, help me. We get up again and what? Keep going. We're living in an hour where we are too living out this passage. Where we are in decisions. We are in the valley of decisions. Whether we will press on because we are troubled on every side. We are strengthened not by our own hand but by the hand of God. We see today that Paul is trying to give us an understanding. Paul is trying to tell the church in Corinth, I'm not going to focus on the troubles. I'm going to focus on God. I'm not going to focus on being crushed or broken. I'm going to focus on God. I'm not going to be focused on being perplexed. Oh, nothing has changed. I'm still troubled on every side. I'm still perplexed. I'm still hunted down. But I choose 
choose to focus uh, that we are not going to be those uh, that are let down by God. But rather, uh, God is for us. uh, And if God is for us, then what? Who uh, can be against us? There is a name that's above every name. uh, And at that name, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. uh, And he is on your side. He is on your side. uh, He is on your side. Someone shout hallelujah. I want to illustrate this further by a story in the Old Testament. I want to illustrate this in a more poignant way for you to have a clear understanding what the Lord is trying to say. I'm trying to help you today. Help me. Help the body of Christ. Help us as a community to focus and stay focused on the right things. We got to stay focused on the right things. If we're not focused on the wrong things, uh, we will focus on will overwhelm us. The enemy's voice will overwhelm us. But if we can choose today to say, despite my troubles, uh, despite my perplexion, desp- despite my being hunted down, uh, I choose today to not allow those things to be a greater force in my life than Jesus Christ being the King of kings and Lord of lords. We find in the book of Ezra, Ezra was an Old Testament prophet. You will read about him, Ezra and Nehemiah. Not a stone had gone unturned. The temple was burned and all the city was destroyed. The gates and the walls of Jerusalem were lying in ruin. And there was a call by some prophets of God that said, we've got to repent and get back to what God has called us to. We've got to rebuild the wall. Ezra preached the word and Nehemiah and wit and worked. You can read about this in your studies at home. Nehemiah was a doer. He was a man that fought with a sword while he was trialing with a brick on the other hand. Uh, There was a spirit about these two men that gave the children of Israel a confidence uh, and an understanding, the focus on the right things. They were slaves. They were in captivity. Their homes were in ruin. They had every reason to focus on the negative. They, in fact, we could step back and say, yeah, if I was in their spot, I would be probably focusing on the fact that I have no roof over my head. I have no corn in the field. I have no hope of my own self. I'm not sure how I'm going to survive this. There are times in our lives that we throw our hands up and we say, I'm not sure how I'm going to survive this. But I'm here to preach today that if you'll focus on the right thing, the right thing will happen in your life. Someone shout amen. So Ezra, we find in chapter 9, we're going to catch up with them. And Ezra, he has found that the children of Israel have, they have come together with those uh, pagan religions around them and they have they have married and they have come into agreement with some of the pagan things that were going on at that time Ezra was so disturbed and he the Bible says sat down astonished that they were practicing these things and the Bible tells us in verse 7 of chapter 9 of Ezra since the days of our father have we been in a great trespass unto this day for our iniquity Have we, our kings and our priests, been delivered into the hand of the kings of the land to the sword, to captivity, to spoil, and to what? I can't hear you. Confuse 
or confusion of face. It sounds like what we're walking through right now. There's great confusion. We're in captivity. It seems like there's a sword on every story. It seems like there is a spoil that the enemy is trying to take for us from us. In this hour, we need to recognize uh, that we uh, have lived in great trespasses, not only in this community, our country, our world, uh, because we are all sinners. Hello, somebody. Uh, saved by the mercy and the grace of God. But God has come today uh, to show you that Ezra here in this passage, Ezra in the previous chapters you will find, uh, he lamented and he mourned the fact that Israel had turned from God, that Israel was in captivity, uh, and it would seemingly be hopeless uh, and of no avail. But something happened inside of Ezra that I hope will happen to you. I hope this morning uh, that you will see the necessity uh, of choosing uh, to look at the right thing. Choose. Choose, uh, choose. That's right, I said choose. Uh, but I, I, I feel, don't let your feelings rule the day. Uh, but leather, let your faith say, uh, I may feel like I'm hopeless, uh, but I'm going to choose to listen to the word uh, of the Lord. Uh, for that word is life. Here in verse 8, Ezra says these words. And now for a little space of grace. There was a space that Ezra found in the midst of the misery. There was a space of God's grace that Ezra stood in, in the midst of the spoil, captivity, and confusion. There was a place where he could find refuge. He says, for now a little space of grace hath been shown from the Lord our God to leave us a remnant to escape. Ah, hallelujah. And to give us a nail in his holy place uh, that our God may enlighten our eyes uh, and give us a reviving uh, in our bondage uh, for we were bondsmen uh, yet our God hath not forsaken us uh, in our bondage uh, he but hath extended mercy unto us in the sight of the kings of Persia to give us a reviving uh, to set up on the house of our God uh, to repair the desolation thereof uh, to give us a wall in Judah and Jerusalem and now and now oh our God what shall we say after this for it is we that have forsaken thy commandments it is here that we discover that the reason that they were in the position they were is because they had abandoned the commandments and the precepts of God God withdrew himself from their presence and he allowed the invasion of the situation, the world around them to come in upon them. I believe today that God did not wish this for them, but here we understand they chose this path. They chose it by ignoring the commandments of God. I want you to recognize today that Ezra begins here with reviewing God's blessings. I want you to recognize that he begins his prayer with a thanksgiving. When he says, and now for a little space of grace hath been shown. That he's going to leave a remnant. That there is a hope. There is a nail in his holy place. It's here that we begin to see that Ezra, despite the circumstances, uh, looks to the better days uh, that are coming. Uh, he chooses to accentuate the positive. 
I said he chooses to accentuate the positive. Uh, This in spite of the many trials uh, of the sword and captivity and spoil and confusion and bondage. It's here that we learn uh, that Ezra found a space of grace. You might wonder, how did he find that space? Well, it's the same way you're going to find it. And that is, got to choose what you're going to focus on. You can leave this room and focus on all of the things in the news. You can leave this room and you can focus on the economy, the price of gas, the price of food, the price of your home, the price of heating, the price of all the things that are putting pressure, uh, that are causing a spoil out of your life. You can choose, if you want, to focus on the decay of our society. You can choose to focus on the things that God uh, uh, already knew about before you got here this morning. Uh, But I don't know about you, but I today uh, am choosing to focus on God's grace. Uh, If it had not been for the Lord uh, on my side, uh, tell me where would I be? Uh, I want to encourage you. Come on. Uh, Somebody needs to choose God's grace. Uh, You need to choose that God uh, is in control, uh, that he knows all, is all, uh, and he is in control control that he's still on the throne someone say amen God helped Ezra focus on his grace for a little space God can do a lot with a little how many know that huh I said God can do a whole lot with a little Uh, it's interesting that the writer here denotes a a little space of grace in other words uh, you're looking for completion uh, but God is trying to start you out uh, and understand uh, that if you'll take one step uh, I'll open up the doors of heaven uh, and you won't be able to contain the grace uh, that I want to give you but you've got to step into the grace the little grace but I'm not perfect pastor welcome to the club nobody is perfect. If I was I would not need Jesus Christ and ladies and gentlemen this pastor needs Jesus so desperately and so do you it's in that little understanding, that understanding that I don't need everything to be fixed but I need an assurance from God that he's still on the throne and he hears my prayer and he knows where I'm at Ezra found grace, he focused on God's grace I want you to shout focus God can do a little bit. Ask Elijah in the little cloud the size of a man's hand. Ask David as he walked up to Goliath if God can do a whole lot with a little bit of thing. God can make a way in your life. You may seem hopeless. I'm here to tell you, you may seem like you're coming undone at the seams, that all hope is lost. But I'm here to tell somebody in this room and online that God knows your name. That God knows every hair on your head. That God is with you. And if God is with you, who can be against you? Ezra and his people had been in bondage They had lived under the laws of their captors. They had longed to go home to Jerusalem and be free, but none of them saw a way. There was a man named Ezra, and God sent another man, the bearer, the cupbearer for the king named Nehemiah. And Nehemiah and Ezra decided, we're going back to rebuild. Nehemiah, you're crazy. Yes, I know, because you see, most of the time when God talks to you, everybody else thinks you're crazy. There's got to be a space in your life where grace allows you to act boldly in the presence of God. Act boldly in a place where you know that God is with you. It's not time for 
timidity uh, in the spirit realm. Uh, it's time to stand before the Lord and say, I'm coming to your throne room of grace uh, and it's in the time of trouble, uh, but I know that you're my God and my King, uh, that you hold all things, uh, that everything is under your feet, uh, that you have the answers to what I am facing in my life. Ezra could have focused on their sorrow, but he didn't. Grace allowed a remnant to return to their home, and so Ezra gave thanks. We also live in this space of grace. Today, we are celebrating uh, Brother Henry Brown Jr.'s uh, a deliverance from cancer in that space of grace that God has given him and us to have an understanding for the glory of God. We celebrate all of those victories of people walking away from their sinful life, the baptisms that we know are happening. I'm excited to tell you that uh, Brother Wall is going to get baptized in Jesus' name here in a few weeks. I'm so excited about that. You know why? Because we are in a little space of grace. God's grace is covering us in this hour. He is covering us with a little space of grace. My answer or my question today would be, are you uh, in that little space? Is it so small that you have ignored it? Is it so small that you thought it was insignificant? Uh, was the cloud that God sent the size of a man's hand uh, too small for your faith? I'm here to tell somebody today uh, that God is trying to focus you in on his grace uh, and how sufficient it is in your life uh, and how much he loves you and purchased that grace for you on Calvary. We celebrate Holy Week as we come this week into Good Friday and, and Easter Sunday. All because he purchased this grace for us in our lives. The space of grace reaches from the cross to Christ's return. You have to respond in faith to the offer of God's grace. Will you respond to the grace that God is extending to you? You see, God is a gentleman and he will not force anything upon you. We are creatures of free will. And today, you and I are choosing what will I focus on? Will I focus on all the things that bad have happened? There are those of you that are here and online that you have suffered hurt in a church and you have suffered hurt from religious things. Uh, are you going to allow that to represent God? Can I tell you something? No church uh, ever represented God. God uh, is God and he represents himself. Uh, religion has failed us, uh, but Jesus Christ has never failed us. Uh, don't get caught up uh, with the things of men uh, get caught up uh, in the things of God uh, I cannot save you uh, Jesus Christ uh, can save you uh, if I uh, be lost I need Jesus it's in that moment that you recognize I have encountered so many in the last few weeks telling me that they have been hurt by religion or they had a bad experience as a child and, and, and those are real and I, I honor those things as places that they have been but I plead with them, each and every one of them saying no matter where you have been, choose not to build a house in your hurt. Do not allow hurt be your residence but let hurt be a place you learn to trust in the Lord with all of your mind and lean not to your own understanding 
Let me tell you something. Hurt is a place uh, that if we're not careful, the enemy uh, will come and accentuate the things that have happened. Remind us in our dreams. Remind us in places that we go or things that we hear. I'm here to tell you, you need to say these words. Uh, Satan, the blood uh, of Jesus uh, is against you. Uh, there is deliverance uh, in the name that's above every name. Do you believe there's deliverance today? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of thanksgiving today. Ezra did not just focus on God's grace. He focused on God's faithfulness. For he says to give us a nail in his holy place. If you were a casual reader of scripture, maybe this would be confusion. Maybe it would cause you to think, why would, why would he refer a nail? Why would, he, why would he do that? Because there is a place in understanding that this word also can be translated peg or a peg in the holy place. A place where I can hang my troubles. A place where I can leave my burdens. There's a nail, a peg in the holy place. When you came into this room today and they began to bring us to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords through their worship and we participated, we were able to take off our burdens. We were able to say... I'm going to leave this uh, in his holy place. Uh, I don't know what to do with this sin. Uh, I don't know what to do with this shame. Uh, I don't know what to do with all of this. Uh, but God said uh, he's going to always leave uh, a peg, uh, a nail in his holy place. Uh, that I can cast all my cares on him uh, and he will care for me. Uh, I refuse to carry what God has forgiven. Uh, I walk in his grace. I walk in his grace. I walk in his grace. I will not live in that space that God has delivered me. I can remember not to go back there, but I should never live there and pitch my tent there. There must be a decision, a choice. I'm going to focus on the good things. I'm going to focus on the righteous things. I'm going to focus on the things that God has promised. How many are thankful today for the promises of God that they are sure and amen? He focused on that faithfulness. How many are glad God's faithful? I said, How many are glad God's faithful? That nail, that peg refers to the remnant that was returning. That he gave them, he promised them, and he was returning them. God has faithfully preserved his people. Uh, yes, they went through trial and tribulation. But if you remember, it was by their own choice because they refused to obey the commandments of God. And despite their sin, he still preserved them. That's how good our God is. Despite our failures, he still preserves us. Despite my sin, he still loves me. <laughs> Despite my failure, he still picks me up. <laughs> Despite my issues, uh, he doesn't just do it once. Uh, but I think I'm on 10,398 times uh, in my life that God has said, you don't deserve this, uh, but I'm coming to rescue you. Uh, you don't deserve my love, but I have promised you my love. 
today. I don't know where you're at in your walk with Christ, but I'm telling you, his grace is sufficient for you. Uh, no matter what you have faced, uh, he is faithful and just uh, to forgive you all of your unrighteousness. You just got to ask. You got to choose where will I focus? Will I focus on the voice of the enemy of my soul when he whispers in my ear, I'm not worthy? When he whispers that everybody's looking at you and everybody knows, when he's whispering those, those negativity, those things that make you draw into yourself and into a place where you are lonely and you hear voices from the enemy more greater than you hear the voice of God. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody today because I know that there is a voice of the enemy working in this hour. A voice of confusion and a voice of negativity. A voice that says that the enemy is greater than your God. I'm here to declare by the word of God on Palm Sunday that my God is greater. My God is stronger. My God is bigger. My God is the only God. His name is Jesus. And I know by that name that I will be be saved. Uh, he chose to rejoice in those moments. He chose to rejoice by responding to God's call. We, we face similar choices every single day of our life. The question is, how will I respond to the news? How will I respond? I can mourn. I can feel sad. But I refuse to stay there. I'm going to find the fact that there is a positive. There is a focus that God has been good to me. And I will declare it amongst the people. Someone shout amen. amen. Has God been faithful to you? <laughs> I said, has God been faithful to you? Uh, I feel like David this morning. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Uh, I feel like someone needs to hear, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, O ye lands. Uh, ah, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence uh, with singing. And uh, ah, know ye that the Lord, he is God and he is uh, that that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastors enter into his gates with thanksgiving uh, and into his courts with praise. Uh, oh, and bless his name. Uh, why? Because there is a moment in my life I must choose to focus on what God says. I know I'm challenging us because I know the hour that we're living. It's hard to choose sometime when you feel like what you're choosing is, huh, uh, just, oh man, it's just, I don't know what's a, have you ever walked through a day and got home at night and you go, I, I, how, this world is so crazy, I don't even know what to do right now. There are moments and times where we all find that despair, but I'm here to tell you that you need to rest in Jesus Christ today. Rest in the fact that God has you in the palm of his hand and that he loves you uh, and that his grace is sufficient uh, and his faithfulness is undeterred. He is God and he loves you. So I got a question for you. When you think about his goodness... When you think about his faithfulness, uh, I hope that your heart is full uh, and that you won't be just forced to praise him, uh, that you won't be begged to worship him, uh, but there will be a well that springs up inside of you like a living water uh, that says, uh, because I know where I come from, uh, I know where God has brought me from, uh, I'm going to give him some praise, uh, I'm going to worship him, uh, I'm going to glorify him. 
I got a challenge for us. Come on. If God's been good to you, can you give him one minute of praise right now? Can you just glorify God? Can you give him a praise that's above every praise that you have ever given? Oh, yeah. We love you, Jesus. We praise you today. We are thankful for your blood. We are thankful for your name. We are thankful for your love. It is everlasting. Your mercy endures forever. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I want somebody to praise him for what he's gonna do. You haven't got it yet, but it's coming. I want you to say, Lord, I'm going to praise you because I know that you're going to deliver me. I know that you're going to set me free. I'm going to worship you because of who you are. I'm going to praise you for what you are doing in my life. Woo! Hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel like somebody's seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Uh, yeah, yeah. God has been good. I just want to say to anybody that wants to hear me, God, those of you online, I come on, type it in the, the comment section. My God is a good God. Uh, he makes a way where there seemeth no way. Uh, he is my light. Uh, he is my buckler and my shield. Uh, he is my high tower. Uh, he is my doctor. Uh, he is my lawyer. Uh, he is my mom, my dad, my uncle. He is uh, my savior. Uh, he is all all that I need him to be he's there in the midst of my battles David said if I make my bed in hell he'll be there uh, I don't know about you but I feel like I've got flames for blankets sometimes uh, but God said I will be there ask Meshach and Abednego ask those brothers as they are in the fiery furnace and God shows up in the middle of their greatest trial uh, uh, God is trying to show up in yours but you've got to be willing to say I'm going to focus on God I'm going to quit focusing all that went wrong and believe and declare what's going to go right I'm gonna stop telling everybody what I am uh, and tell everybody what God's gonna make me to be uh, I'm gonna stop talking about what was uh, and talking about where I'm going uh, I'm gonna stop talking about the past uh, and talk about my future uh, matter of fact brother Ben I'm gonna start talking about my present uh, because he's right here uh, right now huh. And then Ezra focused on God's goodness, <laughs> that our God may enlighten our eyes. <laughs> I need you guys to write a song about this, about enlightened eyes, about God opening my eyes, that I can see beyond my physical, beyond what I feel, beyond my emotions, beyond what's going on in my current situation. I want God to open my eyes. I want God to reveal to me his glory. I'm not looking for a quick fix. I'm looking for a long time relationship. I'm looking for something that God can make me instead of just do for me. Did you hear what I just, I'm not looking for God just to do things for me. I want to know what God can make of me. We got to stop asking God to do, do, do. Instead say, God, make me. 
what you want me to be. Mold me into your image. Let your name be lifted up in my life. Ezra focused that our God may enlighten our eyes. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. I'm here to tell you in this final closing of this message that our eyesight is the thing that God is trying to fix. I believe that God wants to anoint your eyes, that He wants you to leave this place and while you'll see everything is the same, you'll see the same very differently. You'll see it as God sees it. You'll see the promise in it instead of the curse in it. You'll see the way God is working for you uh, instead of seeing where the enemy is working against you. You see, God needed to fix the eyes of the prophet's servant. Elisha prayed and said, Lord, open the eyes, open his eyes that he may see. You see, this young man was seeing the armies that had passed about the city in which they dwelled. But uh, Elijah had been in prayer. Elijah was sipping his coffee on the balcony and the servant was wringing his hands. And he's trying to figure out, my goodness, what is going on? How is he so calm? And he simply says, oh God, open his eyes that he might see. The Lord, the Bible says, open the eyes of the young man, and he what? Saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around. The angels of God were there before the army showed up. The battle had been won before there was one sword drawn. God had made a promise to Elisha and Elisha was listening and obeying God's word therefore God preserved Elisha and the Bible says that when Elisha prayed that God blinded the army it's interesting that he took what was causing blindness in the young man he prayed and God allowed that blindness to come upon that army in your life and in mine My prayer lately is, God, blind the enemy of my soul so he cannot see where you have me going. uh, So he cannot uh, try to defeat me before I even get started. But there has to be something in your life that says, uh, uh, I'm going to focus on the right things. Come on, shout focus. I'm going to focus on the right thing. Yeah, Pastor, you don't know my story, but I do know your ability. I don't know your story. I know what God can do through you. Uh, I know what the power of the Holy Spirit can do in your life. Uh, And if you'll submit yourself to the uh, hand of God, uh, the Bible says He will lift you up. If you'll submit yourself and say, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. I know I'm going a little long here, but I just have too much to tell you because God is so good uh, and His mercy endures forever. Come on, can you lift your hands all over this house? Can you pray that prayer? Lord, open my eyes. Come on, Lord, fix my focus. If you will, stand with me today. I want you to pray that God, I want you to fix my focus. I want you to fix my eyes. My eyes are not working properly, God. I see men as trees, and you are calling me to see clearly about what you have me to do. Come on. My God is awesome.
Solomon wrote, if it, it is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because of his compassion fail not. They are new every morning and great is thy faithfulness. He wrote in Proverbs, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. God is speaking to the heart of men and women today, both in this room and online. As we begin this holy week, he's calling you back to holiness. He's calling you back to understanding that you are his child and he loves you. He died for you. He wants to bring you into the doctor's office he wants to perform eye surgery on your life he wants you to see how he wants you to see he wants you to stop looking through the the glasses that the world tries to place upon us he's trying to get you to see that my God is awesome that he's able that he's willing he is abundant in mercy he is great in grace that I can live an overcoming life through Christ that is in me. If you've never given your heart to Jesus Christ, you can do that today. You can do that online. You can do it in the morning. You can do it in this evening. Uh, but all I know is that you got to start somewhere. So you need to repent. Uh, ah, you need to ask God to forgive you of all your sins. Uh, and I'm here to tell you, as God reveals himself to you, uh, as God begins, uh, as you take those first steps of faith, uh, that I believe that God is able uh, to do what his word says. Oh, he's going to reveal this amazing truth of his spirit coming inside of you, being baptized in the only name that can save you, the grace that covers you as you walk with him. But today, you and I have to choose what we focus on. Will I focus on God's grace or will I focus on the negativity around me? I choose to focus on Jesus. I said, I choose. To focus on Jesus. I don't know who's here today that need to hear this. People ask me, how do you get your inspiration when you preach? I've been preaching for 33 years this year. How do you get your inspiration? And I say to them, I get my inspiration from what I'm going through. A pastor that preaches from his heart will tell you that that means that uh, all of us in this room understand each other. We've been perplexed. Can I get an amen? We've seen trouble on every side. But our hope is not in the world, Brother Carl. Our hope is in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The only one that can save us. So I, I invite you, this space here, I'm going to wear a mask. If you'd like me to pray with you, I'm going to wear a mask to respect those that are still wearing masks. And we honor you today. Those of you that are not, please be aware if you touch somebody that they're okay with you touching them as far as praying with somebody let's honor one another as we come to this point in time in our service that would say I need Jesus more than I need anything else I'm here to pray with you I'm here to help you start a journey oh I want to I want to do like Philip and tell you the good things of the Lord. I want to teach you a Bible study. I want to show you the truths of his word out of Acts and all of the New Testament. But today you've got to start somewhere. Well, Pastor, I'm not perfect. Neither are we. 
are saved by grace through faith knowing that we have been obedient to his word and knowing that we are not saved because we well think we are but we are saved by the promise of God and by the word of God someone shout amen are you here today who are you who am I talking to as they sing I'm going to be at this front area I'd love to pray with you if you're online today I would love to pray with you contact us in our messages and let us pray with you let us be with you let us walk beside you let us give you a Bible study if you're in this room today I invite you if you don't want to come forward that's fine I totally understand but I pray that in your seat you will find Jesus right where you're at lift your hands all over this house one more time come on give yourself to the Lord ha yeah my life is not mine